It's been an amazing start of year, which you would agree with me. We have started this year with a constructive focus of responding to the instruction of God that from the 4th of January of this year, some people, if not all of us, we have devoted ourselves to the place of waiting upon the Lord. And I know that for those who have shown faithfulness in that regard, those who have demonstrated tenacity and courage to obey, it is very evident if the scripture is right in Isaiah chapter 2 that says, I mean chapter 1 verse 19 that says, if you are willing and obedient, then you are qualified to enjoy the benefits and the fruit of obedience. So for everyone that is obeying the instruction of God, waiting upon him, my prayer today is that you will enjoy the benefit of obedience. This fasting will not be in vain in our lives. By the end of the last day of the fasting, you will be able to point to what the Lord has done already for you. If you believe you say good amen. And so we have to continue in that direction this beautiful evening. And I believe that it's in accordance with scriptures. You will recall a very important event that happened in John chapter 6. When the Bible told us that some people were following Jesus. And they followed him so well all day. Perhaps they fasted that day when Jesus was holding that crusade. And at the point that Jesus needed to give them food, they realized or observed that the food available for that number of people would be totally insufficient for them. And the Bible told us on record that a young lad had five loaves of uh, bread and two fishes. That indeed would not have been able to measure or meet the need of 5,000 people by all logical evaluation. But something very profound happened and I needed to follow it in that sequence. The Bible said when they announced the provision to Jesus, Jesus said they should bring that what they have. Now you need to please note this sentence, bring what you have. And when they brought it to Jesus, the Bible says Jesus collected it, lifted it to God and gave thanks. And the next thing Jesus did was not to give the five loaf of fish to the people seated. The next thing he did is he handed it over to the disciples. He handed it over to the pastors. He handed it over to the associate pastor. Because after the shepherd received the word, it becomes the duty of the associate pastors to break it down. The next thing Jesus told them is tell them to sit down. In another version, you will hear it say, tell them to settle down. And when they settle down, it made the provision to go round. And then they add extra 12 baskets. Because the pastors took it. And they broke it. And then, so it is not the, the Jesus, the senior pastor, who divided the world. It was that he gave thanks. Like our pastor has been doing in a couple of days. He gave thanks. And when he gave thanks, he gave it over to the pastors. You guys break it. And the moment they broke it, it started to multiply. So, my job this evening as a privileged associate pastor in this house is to take the bread, break it. And I believe today as you receive it, multiplication of goodness, multiplication of testimony will begin to resonate in our lives in Jesus' name. But listen to the part they played also. The Bible told us that he told them to sit down in an orderly manner. So they concentrated. Now, in a moment, imagine that the moment the disciples received the bread, everybody started to rush. Obviously, not everybody will receive. And then obviously, there will be no 12 baskets remaining. Today, as you have settled down, please don't just settle down physically. Settle down with your mind. Settle down with your spirit. Because God is about to do a wonder 
that will so blow your mind because of your obedience today in the name of Jesus. So my responsibility is to further break the bread down and I will kick off from the very scripture that we started with for the year. And then I will go straight to the scripture for today's message, which is going to be the slide, and then we move on from there. Yet again, let us read it. Let us do it in the same format, the same template. You know, I realize that if you follow the instruction of the shepherd, the way he instructed you, the result will not be a struggle. This whole idea of trying to do it your own way is usually the point and the center of conflict that affects the outcome. So we cannot do it the same way. Uh, you recall that in the past prayers, it would ask us to read it. Read this scripture. Sink it in, soak it in, until it becomes life. And then you can manifest the testimony in it. The potency of this scripture is in our continuous expression, citing, reciting, and incantation of it. So I'm going to recommend that you pay attention. Look at it on the screen as we read in concert. Meaning we read together. One, two, go. After you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace who imparts all blessing and favor, who will himself complete and make you what you ought to be, establish and ground you and strengthen, strengthen and what? Settle you. Now, you recall that this version of reading is like you're reading to the third person. Now, one of the versions of reading is that you personalize it. Amen. So, we're going to have to personalize it, soak it in, sink it in, and then see yourself manifest it. So, meaning you will say where the you is, is high. One, two, go. And after I have suffered a little while, the God of all grace, who imparts all blessings and favor, will himself complete and make me what I ought to be and establish and ground me securely and strengthen and settle me. If you know you are the person, say a great amen. Saints of God, follow me as I launch into the dimension in which God wants to communicate this prophetic word to us this year. I imagined that God will be much we know about him in terms of description. Suddenly, is no longer a subject of argument about his existence. Right now, nobody, very few people yet alive, is still arguing about the existence of God. As a matter of fact, a chunk of the argument ended in the year 2020. For those who witnessed the event of 2020, it settled a lot of arguments if there is God or not. Because the incident of 2020 is so historical that nobody would have imagined that the entire planet would stand still. Not, not just Africa. We're talking about developed countries where they have what we call train tubes, hospitals, cinemas, football, American football. Everything came to a standstill. Saints of God, it will take a sovereign power to make that happen among stubborn mankind. The argument, a chunk of the argument ended in the year 2020. Until date, they are still trying to demystify what exactly is going on. So, the issue of what our life will become is no longer the doubt about God's competency or God's capability. 
As a matter of fact, our faith in God has increased so dramatically that people seated here this evening, you have no problem believing if there is God or not. But there is a little issue here. The problem here is, if you can match what you believe of God to the true manifestation of that belief in your life, one of the scriptures that the man of God read is that may we start to hold the hem of your garments and they will say, take us to your God. So that tells me something. That tells me something. The scripture that says, my people perish for lack of knowledge. I strongly believe that that scripture was not referring to the doubts of the existence of God. That scripture is only saying that my people perish not because they don't believe in God, my people are ignorant because they don't know what to do with what God is saying. They have no clue. What so your ignorance is not the absence of the knowledge. The ignorance is really not knowing exactly what to do. And you all know the truth. No matter how much of a hurry you are, no matter the intensity of the emergency situation, if you are approaching that door, for, for instance, a, a lion is chasing you, no matter the desperation, if you stand in front of that door with the wrong key, that door will not open because you are under duress. That door will not open because you are crying. That door will not open because you are pained. That door will have no sympathy or empathy on you. There will be no emotions on that door. That door will only open if you put the right key and open it. Am I correct here? And for every promise of God, for every prophecy of God, there is always something man should do. So my focus this evening, which I'll bring up the slide. The title of this message is, can I have this slide please? Accessing the settlement prophecy. Pointing your attention to the things you need to do to enjoy the prophecy of this year. Listen, sense of God. If God had not spoken, there would have been a lot of trouble with us. A lot of people would have entered the year expecting anything. If God had not spoken to us in the beginning of this year, most of us would have entered this year not knowing what direction to focus our life on. But you know, if you read the scripture in the book of Psalm 119, I believe in the verse 105, it said, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Meaning, year 2022 will still be characterized with the same component of good, evil, and bad. The things that, we, that happened this year alone, between 1st of January till date, I have read on news and, and, and the media news the exit of some prominent people in Nigeria who didn't plan to leave by this time of the year. So, ugly things will yet happen this year. Good things will yet happen this year. Bad things will yet happen this year. If there was no sure word from God, there is the likelihood that you will run into anything this year. And then you will have ended the year like it's a game of luck and permutation. But the word of God came to provide you a cardinal guide. To know where to go, where not to go, what to avoid, what to say, what not to say. That word, according to Psalm 119, I believe, uh, I believe in the verse, um, he said, my word will never return to me void, except it has fulfilled what is sent for. Is that correct? I believe that's in Isaiah 55 verse 11. My word will not return to me void. 
So whatever God has said concerning us this year, saints of God, God will not take back his word. It will find fulfillment. So let me read the scripture to you very quickly. Can we go to the scripture for today in that um, um, slide? The book of 2 Kings chapter 7 from verse 1. Read this story like it is you. Like you are there. Life. Because the dynamics around the complexity of this story would ordinarily beat any human imagination. That is why I needed to pay attention. That the prophecy of God over us this year, you cannot use logic to interpret how it will happen. Believe me the truth. God will give a word. You have a job to do, to do something about it. The in-between is God's purpose. Like I spoke to a man of God a couple of months back. I said, I, 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 I don't know what's going on, but I need some remarkable progress on my business. And he quoted a scripture like I've never seen before. He said, have you read this scripture before? Paul, so, that is not in that order. Apollo, water it. The next question the man asked me is that, who guarantees the increase? I say, God. So, you do the, either watering or the sowing, leave the business of increase to God. This, tonight, what you will do is a focus. But read the story. Then Elisha said, hear the word of the Lord, thus says the Lord. Tomorrow, Tomorrow about this time, now let me bring you to the contemporary age a little, but we still cope. Now, now imagine that what Elijah, Elisha said that tomorrow about this time, currently how much is the dollar? I think it's about 470. 581. Please pardon me. We don't, we don't deal with it. Saints of God, please, let's come, let's come home. It's a very interesting incident here. And it could anybody, anybody could have been a victim. Imagine that the way Pastor Femi told us. Pastor Femi stood here. Let's imagine he stood here last week and said, by this time tomorrow, a dollar will be equivalent to what? A naira. By this time tomorrow. I can tell you free of charge. Those that we believe will look at him. You are actually the one God sent. Mm-hmm. Our own is to hear you. So, we have three sets three set of people. Those that will be indifferent, they, need, they are neither here nor there. Those that will say it is completely impossible. Do you know what you're saying? 581 to 1 equal tomorrow morning, not next year. Tomorrow morning. Let's enjoy this story. Do you think this story happened for you? This is a true life story. He said, Tomorrow, about this time, each year of fine flour shall be sold for a shekel. For easy understanding, imagine the seal of fried flour is one dollar to one between for a shekel. And two seal of barley for what? A shekel at the gate of where? Samaria. Let's listen to verse 2. Verse 2. Now, this officer, so an officer, not you, don't put your name there. So, an officer on whose hands the king leaned answered the man of God and said, look, if the Lord hmm, do you sincerely will blame that man? Imagine Pastor Toby. I just handed over this mic to you. And you tell me, I'm an economist, a budget analyst. By this time tomorrow, one dollar will be one naira. And I will say to you, if the Lord would make windows in heaven, could these things be? I love what Elisha said. And he said, in fact, can you read with me what he said there? 
Someone say minus me. That is not my portion. Now, that clearly says that this year, which is the year of divine settlement, two sets of people by December 31st will check their accounts and we either say they have experienced it, another set will say they have not. Whether you experience it or you didn't experience it, does that take the fact that God said it or not? He said it. Is God a liar? No. What made that man say that if God opens the window of heaven, it won't happen? Something must have happened to him. No, so for instance, I want to throw it at you. If you listen to this word, the years settled by God, which area of your life do you know that it's almost impossible for any miracle to happen this year? For instance, the Lord will be to somebody here who has been trusting God for fruit of the womb this year. A baby. Do you believe it? Somebody has, while pastor was preaching on Sunday, a word entered my spirit. He said, the lifespan of your problem is not the same with the duration of solution. Are you aware? For the fact that your problem is 10 years, do you know when solution shows up? It's less than one second. So you can't measure the, the duration of your problem to the same timing of solution. No, they don't function the same way. I don't know what you trust God and your mind is telling you it's, an imp- it's so impossible. It will be so impossible that you are only following this instruction, you are only fasting, you are only confessing this prophecy because you really don't have an option of what else to hold on to. Do you really believe you will get married this year? Do you really believe you will build a house this year? Do you really believe there will be no health issue in your life this year? What do you believe? That man said, if God did it, it's not impossible. But at the end of the story, did what God say happen or not? I see somebody here who testify to God's faithfulness. If you're that person, can I hear a better amen? I want to show you another example and category of people who have problem believing what God was saying. The Bible told us that God told them to go to a land and spy. Twelve of them. This one was a number of one on one. Twelve people went to spy a land. And when they came back with their reports, ten of them said, it's impossible. And two looked at them and said, it is possible. At the end of the day, who won the battle? Two. So, it's not going to be a question of numbers. It is not that we, or you are, I mean, we are well over about 40 seated here. You will need to do something differently for you to apprehend this prophecy. And my job this evening is to point your attention to the things you need to do. Are you following me? God has spoken. It is settled in heaven and it is settled forever. Now it is your job to know what to do. So I start to ask the question. How do I access? Because I'm hoping that by the time I'm done in the next 20 minutes, we will yet pray. We are still in the fasting period. Maybe I should ask. How many of us are still fasting? How many of us are still in the fasting mode? How many of us really, really, sincerely, you've still been fasting? No, not hunger strike. Oh, you fast, you pray. You fast, you pray. That is how it works. You fast, you pray, you read the scripture. How many of us have been doing that? 
already you might not be one of the man that said even if God, your behavior can show to say even if God the way you are conducting yourself but I know we are doing our best today in the name of Jesus now let me bring you to the first most important requirement to access the settlement prophecy open your scripture to Luke chapter 1 I believe from verse 45 that was the first introduction of what Jesus said as a prerequisite to enjoy the faithfulness of God Look at what he said. Blessed is she. Who what? Blessed is who? Who believe for what? So, one of the critical key that guarantees the fulfillment of what God has declared over our life this year is that our belief level should be unshakable. Saints of God, if you follow the simplicity of the scripture, you will see the same miracle in scripture. All this complex revelation that you think you won't understand the seven beards of Moses. This statement is as simple as ABC. Blessed is she who believed for there will be a what? A fulfillment of those things which were told her from the Lord. I will give an example of a saint in the scripture because the uh, let me just say this quickly. I have the privilege of um, being trained by my pastor, my senior pastor on how sermons are delivered. And he will say to me, read the scripture. Like you saw me read First Kings. Read it. Then they will understand. Then when you want to start to shoot your bullet points, use a character in the Bible that seems to exemplify your points. Then that character will point to the rest, how they did it. You know, for example, I'm going to show you Sarah. Sarah was one person that the Lord gave a word to. If you can observe how Sarah did it and you can imitate Sarah, then you can achieve the result of Sarah. Then you know that at that point, they are not my words. They are scriptures that you are following. Because imagine not having a Bible. Life would have been a confused environment. So I'm going to give you a scripture of, 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 of Sarah in the Bible. Can you open your Bible to Genesis 18? And we will look at Sarah as an example of someone who believed Genesis 18 verse 14. Then the Lord appeared to him by the terrible tr- Genesis 18 verse 14. Verse 14. Is there anything to add for the Lord? Pay attention. Now, as you read this story, imagine there are situations in your life right now that has defied logic, that has defied all possibility, that has defied efforts, that has defied trial. You have put energy in. As a matter of fact, the problem you had in 2021, somehow, somehow, somewhere you think you are carrying it over, it is defiling the force of time. Is there anything too hard for the Lord? At the appointed time, I will return to you according to what? The time of life. And Sarah shall what? Have a son. Read verse 15 quickly. Verse 15. But Sarah what? But Sarah did what? Saying. I did not laugh. This, the preceding story was when the angel came and they were having a discussion and Sarah doubted that this year the Lord will say to her. Sarah had not said it. But by the time you are approaching the same Sarah in the book of Hebrews chapter 6. Let's go to Hebrews chapter 6 where Sarah changed her approach. Which I desire that somebody today will receive the same strategy of Sarah and change her approach. Hebrews chapter 6 verse 12. Hebrews 6 12. Thank you. Listen to this. Listen to this. In the verse 15 of Genesis that you read, Sarah denied. That is the same meaning that 
that you do not become what? Sluggish. What does sluggish mean? Don't be hesitant or slow or draggy about the prophecy. You are struggling to receive, accept the prophecy. If you have that problem, you are almost behaving like when Sarah denied it. But Sarah quickly repented. And by the time he got there, you do not become sluggish, but imitate those who through what? Through faith and what? Inherit what? The promise. So Sarah became what? A, A mother of faith. Now, the predicament of Sarah should not happen to any of us in this auditorium. Who would have believed that Sarah had age? I think she was almost 90. If not more. Who would have imagined at age 90, God appeared to you as a woman and said you have a child. I love something about the Bible. The Bible will bring out all extreme cases so that no man will have an excuse not to obey God. Every example you see in the Bible, they are the extreme cases. Who wants to be like Job in this auditorium? Nobody wants to suffer what Job suffered. But you know what? Everybody wants to enjoy the blessings of Job. Bible was very strategic, very deliberate. Every example in the Bible, they are the extreme cases. No woman seated in this auditorium would like to be called Sarah or go through the predicament of Sarah. But you know what? Bible, God left it there. So, you will not give an excuse. Do not be sluggish. But imitate those. Imitate Sarah. Who by faith and patience, the promise became a reality. I said to us today, the promise and the prophecy of this year shall be a reality in our lives in the name of Jesus. We're still talking about faith being a requirement to access it. If you read your scripture in the book of James 2.18, look at James 2.18 this, this evening. Very important to see James 2.18. He said, but some will say, you have faith. Like as I'm talking now, somebody's arguing that, ah, Pastor Steve, I have faith too. No. He said, but you will say you have faith. But I have works to show. He said, show me your faith without your works. Then I will show you faith by my works. Meaning, what we guarantee the fulfillment of this prophecy is not just saying, I believe it. I believe it. Is that you are doing something about it. That is what he said here. James 2.18. James 2.18. Finally, let's look at Hebrews 11.11. Hebrews 11.11, quickly. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 11. How to access the prophecy of this year. Now, Hebrews 11.11, not one. Even Hebrews 11.11. By faith. Sarah herself received what? Lift your right hand to God and say, Lord, give me strength in this journey. Give me strength to understand this prophecy. Give me strength that this prophecy will be a reality. So, right now, if all of a sudden in the course of the year, your faith starts to shake. If all of a sudden we're approaching around October and you're yet to see the manifestation of the prophecy, and your faith starts to shake. Sarah experienced it. Scripture told us by, by faith, Sarah herself also received strength to do what? To hold on to the prophecy. And she bore a child when she was past the age. I said to us today, whatever the people have called impossible in your life, because of the prophecy of this season, it shall become possibility. But you need to behave like Sarah. You need to hold on to your faith like Sarah. Someone then asked me a question. He said, how do I hold on to my faith? It's a very simple answer. Very simple answer. Look at what he said in scripture in the book of Romans chapter 4 verse 17. How do I hold on to my faith? Romans, Romans chapter 4 verse 17. You know when I was doing the introduction, I told you I'll be breaking the bread. Is that not what I said? I'll be breaking it down 
so that you, you will understand it. As it is written, listen, look, look at how to use your faith. This is the scriptural means and pattern to use faith. As it is written, I have made you a father of many nations in the presence of him who he believed. Look at how to use faith. Read the next line after the hyphen. Read it. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, you didn't really like you understand faith. That is the scriptural way to apply faith. Say it again. God. Mm-hmm. So, what is, what is God saying there? You don't have to see it to, to, to say it. He said, he called those things that be not as though they were. I am settled. I have my, my, my prosperity. Every death situation is... Ca- Look, if the situation speaks louder than you, that is fear. But if your voice speaks louder than the situation, that is faith. This is God's demonstration of how faith is used. God, uh, now, just imagine that there are some situations God has not seen. Yet, he uses his mouth to call it to be. The first line says, he, he, said, he said, God who gives life to the dead. True how? By calling those things that be not as though they were. Are you sick? I am healed. Are you broke? I am prosperous. What are you doing? You are calling those things that be not as though. Did I write this scripture? Have you seen this scripture before? This is the mindset God demands to open access to the settlement of this year. Don't let the situation dictate the mood. Don't let the report dictate your faith. I am God. This is even God talking here. I call those things that I am going to the embassy to collect my visa. I have received the visa even before I got there. That is faith. So, one principal key that guarantees access to the prophecy of this year is what? Faith. How do you develop faith? You say faith coming by hearing. And hearing what? The word of God. So every opportunity to pay attention to reading of the scripture is an opportunity to what? To build faith. What is the second way to build faith? By engaging in spiritual activities. Fasting. I can tell you free of charge here. Since I've started this fast from the 4th of January to date, I have noticed tremendous indication in my storyline. In fact, I started to see scripture that says line upon line, precept upon precept. One of the indications that you are about to succeed Listen to this truth. Is that you will start to do things right. One of the real proof that you are about to succeed is that you start to take right decision. You have to start being at the right place. You are saying the right thing. Everything just starts to align. That is the proof that the end is great. And it's a critical hold on the prophecy through the language of faith. You build faith by consistently hearing the word of God. You build faith by what? Engaging in spiritual activities like what? Fasting and praying. So many people are spiritually sick. Bible told us in Romans, he said, the infirmity, he said, we have the Holy Ghost. Who helps our infirmity? There's infirmity of the spirit and it reflects in your prayer life. If you are lazy in prayer, this is not the year. Anyone lazy in prayer will have struggle accessing this prophecy. So I will not, there will be no justification for anybody not to be fasting. No justification. Number two key that guarantees access. Number two key. And I'll give you an example of someone in the Bible, a character in the Bible that you can study from. Open your scripture to Genesis chapter 28 verse 13. Number two key is about to be announced. The first key is what? Faith. 
A man in doubt will receive nothing from the Lord. God has spoken. His servant has declared it. It is your job to hold on to it in faith. It is your job to hold on to what? To it in faith. Number two key that is required to access it. Genesis chapter 28, I read from verse 13. He said, and behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, your father, the God of Isaac and the land of which you lie, I will give to you and your descendant. This was a prophecy given to Jacob. This was a prophecy given to Jacob. How did Jacob enter this prophecy? Let's go to Genesis chapter 32, verse 33. The solution is there. Remember, we are talking about accessing the settlement prophecy of 2022. There is always something to do. When they approached Mary concerning the, the, the wedding in, 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 in Cana, and Mary told them, whatever he says you should do, do it. There is always something you should do. Look at what he said in Genesis 32 verse 23. How Jacob accessed his own prophecy. Genesis 32 verse 23. 32 verse 23. Listen to this. And he took them. Sent them over. The, the story behind this. The background story was when he left Laban. And he was approaching to go to his father's land back. Esau and his, his folks were coming. And he had a fear that Esau was coming to destroy. As a matter of fact, it was not an assumption. If God had not intervened, maybe Esau would have destroyed Jacob. Jacob knew the reality of the situation. Faith is not denying the reality. Faith is knowing what to do in the face of the reality. He took them, sent them over the brook, and sent them over. That's verse 24. Make it quickly. Then Jacob was left alone. You know, the path of destiny is a lonely path. This prophecy is for us, but it's not our prophecy. It is my prophecy. You better own the prophecy with your entire heart. Then Jacob was left alone, and a man did what? Meaning, laziness will not grant you the privilege of fulfilling this prophecy. A man wrestled with him until what? Breaking of the day. Verse 25. Now when he saw that it did not prevail against him, he touched the socket of his hip and the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. What was this wrestling all about? It's for the fulfillment of the prophecy. Ah, saints of God, if last year all you were doing was sleeping, following a particular routine, like I told myself and I said it on Sunday, if you have to see what your eyes have not seen before, you better do what your eyes or your hands, your hand, your legs have never done before. This man wrestled with this angel just for a prophecy to be fulfilled. And you will recall that in the scripture, in Timothy verse 1, 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 18, advised there by Paul. Paul said, fight the good fight of faith. So many people will challenge this prophecy in the course of this year. In fact, by the time you are approaching June, someone can come and meet you. Shemina said it's the year of... Uh, uh, settlement. How come you are still looking like your life is not settled? Fight it back! Say no, shut up! God calls those things that be not as though they were. First Timothy, let us read it. First Timothy chapter 1 verse 18. This charge I commit to you, my son Timothy, according to what? Saints of God, say with me here. According to what? Uh, you, you still not to understand that. Every time God speaks a word, the devil tries to contend with it. One major desire of the, of the enemy this year is that for every prophecy he has sent to all the churches that they don't see it become a reality. 
But you know, in this house of grace, we will be taught what to do. We will apprehend our prophecy and we shall testify to the fulfillment. This charge I commit to you, St. Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may do what? It is not that you are sleeping. Ah, around 1 a.m., the Holy Ghost stabs you to, to get up and pray. Then the next thing you did was to put it in gear too and continue to sleep. You are not worrying the good warfare. They can snatch it. The Bible says when men slept, the enemy did what? He did his own job. That will not be our portion this year in the name of Jesus. I didn't write it. For the prophecy to have fulfillment, you must be deliberate about what? War in a good fight. Get up at night. I was told in our institution, speaking tongues. But when I grew older, it is not speaking tongues, it is blasting tongues. You wake up around 1 a.m. Hello? It's in the scripture. Watch a good warfare. For the prophecy. For the prophecy. What is the prophecy for this year again? Oh, say with the courage I want to hear. What is the prophecy again? Do you really want to be settled? Do you sincerely want to be settled? Are you aware that when it comes to business of settlement, God will have to displace some people to put you there? Oh, you think the person wants to leave voluntarily? You think the person will just wake up and say, I want to leave this post for you? No! Right from the day of John the Baptist till date, the kingdom of God suffered violence. There is no future for a lazy man in God's kingdom. There's none. War a good warfare. Fight your way through to the end. Jacob wrestled with an angel. This prophecy shall be a reality in our lives. If you believe, say a better amen. Key number three, because I want us to pray. What is number one key? Aggressive faith. Confessing faith. Declaring faith. What is number two? Fight the prophecy to reality. Even if it is December 31st, one year. I mean, we heard the testimony of Minister Bright. Few hours to the end of the year, the prophecy became a reality in his life. I will not let you go except you bless me. This year will not end except the Lord settles me. And it's not in the business of I claim it. It's not I claim it, though. There is something to do. And that's the thing we're talking about right this evening. Number three key to unlock the door to experience the prophetic. Number three is I want to show you something again, a character in the Bible. If you know the character, you saw what he did, then you can do it also. Genesis chapter 41 verse 9. Genesis 41 verse 9. Our senior pastor already used him as illustration in course of his ministration. Listen to this. Genesis 49. Then the chief butler spoke to Pharaoh saying, Oh, Jesus. I remember my fault this day. I remember my fault. Go on, number two, verse 20, verse 10. When Pharaoh was angry with his servant, that's, that was the butler referring to himself, was angry with his servant and put him in custody in the house of the captain of the guard. But me and the chief baker, verse 11, we each had a dream in one night, he and I, each of us dreamed according to the interpretation of his own dream. Verse 12. Now there was a young young what? So I will pause there. What is the number three key to access prophecy? It says and I wrote here, make great deposits of human kindness for every opportunity you have. 
make great deposits of human kindness. If God is going to help you, you will need to send a man. If the devil is going to destroy you, you will need to send a man. Every man sent to you, there will be an exchange of deposits of character traits. If the person sent to you can tell that you are a great man by virtue of your character, this is what will happen in the days when settlement is required. Just imagine. Picture this scenario. Please picture this scenario. It could have been any of us. As a matter of fact, I asked a question. If some of us were Joseph in the prison, and in retrospect, you are trying to understand how you got in here. And you recall two things conflicting in your head. Number one, by divine arrangement and status and provision of heaven, this is not where you should be going by the dream you saw. You know you had a dream. Like some of you know you have potential for greatness. You are loaded but you are not needed. Okay? So, if he was overwhelmed by that part of his life, yet he was gifted with something that could solve the problem of humanity. Like some of you are fantastic ushers, but you are not in any ushering department. Some of you are fantastic choir. You are not, you are not used. You are, you, are, you, are a, you are almost the definition of a useless man. Not that you are deliberately useless. Your problem has overwhelmed and beclad your sense of reasoning. So imagine Joseph was so overwhelmed with his problem. Okay, bad enough my brothers dealt with me. Bad enough. Like some of you think your family, they're so hostile to you. The animosity between you and your siblings is crazy. Bad enough your family dealt with you. You know, were, you were privileged to work with a great man who for some reason favored you and made you the chief, the chief cook, the chief servant, made you the chief servant. Just from nowhere, one woman showed up, just started to stress your life, stress your weakness, stress your desires, I can imagine a potter's wife would have been a very beautiful woman. And Joseph, for the sake of this pain and the price of his dream, he said no. Bad enough, the, the so-called favored ogre did not listen to his own side of the story. Before he could say Jack Robinson, they had thrown him into dungeon. Saints of God, if you are in that kind of situation, the least of your concern will be the dream of another prisoner. All you'll be saying is, ah, you know, I, I hear people pray to God. Your prayer is not a prayer. Your prayer is you are blaming God. Don't convert your blaming to prayer. No. You can say, God, how did I reach here? That's not a prayer. That is blaming God. Oh my God, well, how long would this suffering? That is not prayer. That is blaming somebody. I imagine that Joseph did not push aside his predicament or his plight. He would not have been able to attend to those butler. Not knowing that part of the crusty he does the high. One of those guys will be the one that will finally give him the ultimate settlement. I say to you, saints of God, in this year, deposit as much kindness you can deposit to another human being because you can't tell where the voice will be needed. Are you here with me? Uh, that is also to buttress what, what Pastor said. He said, This whole settlement thing is not about you. You remember the last prayer point for yesterday night? He said, Lord, bless me in a way that my life will become a testimony that others will follow to Christ. It's not about you. Don't get overwhelmed with your situation. Don't get overwhelmed with what you are dealing with. Whatever you are dealing with is not new under the sun. Focus on the positive energy in you and solve somebody's problem. That is the pathway to settlement. So I said number, 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 uh, in the scripture there, listen to it in scripture here. Matthew chapter 10 verse 42. Matthew chapter 10 verse 42 to show you in the Bible that you should deposit kindness. Look at verse 42 here. 
He said, whoever gives to these little ones, only a cup, which is the act of kindness, only a cup of cold water, in the name of who? A disciple. As surely I said to you, it shall by no means what? Lose his prophecy. It shall by no means lose his prophecy. Your hostility will take you further away from settlement. Your hunger and rage, your bitterness can deprive you of the fulfillment of the prophecy. But I see somebody having a change of heart here. From tonight, you start to show kindness to others. You make yourself more useful in God's house. You make yourself more relevant in the scheme of God. You make yourself a promoter of God's kingdom. That shall be your experience from tonight. If you believe it, say better. Amen. Amen. Number four. I have just one more. Number four. Number four is very important. Saints of God. Number four key. What is number one key? Faith. Aggressive faith. What is number two key? Fight. Fight. Don't complain. Fight your way out of that situation. What is number three key? Make deposit of kindness in another human being. Number four key. Matthew chapter 10 verse 41. I will show you. You will read it. And then you will believe it. And if you don't believe it, you can leave it. He said, he who receives a prophet. Now, I didn't write this to you know. Say to God, listen to this. No matter how much you love the content of a thing, but you don't like the container, there is a likelihood that you will not be interested in the content eventually. Am I correct? No matter how much I am talking here, but you have a personal rift, a personal bitterness, a personal anger, you just dislike my look, you dislike my shoe, you dislike my shirt, no matter what I'm saying here, you will not receive it. The Bible told us concerning Jesus, he got his own city. The people could not believe him. And as a result, he could not do anything. And then he wrote in the scripture, he said a prophet, a prophet who, who brought a prophetic word is without honor, except in his own country. And as a result, a prophecy could not be fulfilled. So you can, you can do key one, key two, key three. By the time you get to key four, you don't like your pastor. I feel guilty of something that I'm going to ask some of us here. Christmas, New Year, it might have crossed your mind, but for some very obvious reasons, you could not do it. How many of us thought that it was needful to go and give the prophet in the house a Christmas or a New Year gift? Let me say this, and I'm not saying this because pastor is seated. I didn't write Bible. If we don't teach you this, this truth, if you don't love the vessel, if you don't passionately love the vessel, the vessel can't be a blessing. The way the senior pastor sweats walk. I will still do my part. Frankly speaking. January to December. By 30, 25th of December, nobody showed up at his door to say, take a Christmas gift for a job well done. As a matter of fact, you have read the scripture that, say, that said, he that gives you things spiritually should also be blessed what? In carnal things. No pastor is going to say this. No pastor. Because if the senior pastor should touch this part of the key, somebody with a very myopic mind, somebody with a very shallow reasoning, would assume that pastor is trying to aggravate honor gifts towards himself. No. This scripture says he will receive a prophet. Did he function as a prophet over us this year? Can I hear a response? Did he give us a prophetic word this year? So, he said he will receive that prophet. In the name of the prophet shall receive what? So, if you turn it upside down, if you disregard the prophet, then you can as well say goodbye to the prophecy. I am not the author of scripture. My responsibility is to speak the word of God. Break the bread, give it to them, it will multiply. 
One of the things that will change the tide of your settlement this year is your reverential honor of the servant of God. Be deliberate about saying a month will not go by without. I have never, I have never seen a story like happened between Elisha and the woman. That Elisha will be passing by. The woman said, can we just put a place for him? We disregard and dishonor God's servants. And you expect God. As a matter of fact, if God should show up here in person. If God should show up here in person. None of us will be seated here. And he gave us a servant. And we disrespect him. We disregard him. We don't honor him. Honor is not what you just say with your mouth. It's what comes out of your hand. One of the rules and the key to unlock the prophecy of this year. Change your attitude towards God's servant. And you see things change for you. If you believe you say a convincing amen. amen. Lastly point. The last key that guarantees access to fulfillment is. Do everything in your power. To, to minimize your exposure. To iniquity. To sin. Do everything in your power. To minimize your exposure to what? Sin. Do everything in your power to minimize what? Your exposure to sin. Ezekiel eleven nineteen to 20. I close in a moment. And I want us to rise on our feet. As we take the prayer for today. The prayer was posted. We're still in the fasting period. Am I correct? And I know that prayer and fasting, they work hand in hand. As we pray and fast, things will go fast. You know what? Make up your mind that I will not end this year without a notable miracle in my life. I will not end this year like that. Follow these four keys, five keys. And I can assure you by December 31st, you are given a catalog of testimony. If you're that person, can I hear a better amen? So can we have multimedia projects? The prayer for today that was sent. We pray it and then we collect tithes and an offering as an expression of our worship to God and then we'll be done for 7.30. Have we been blessed so far? Have we been blessed so far? Sister Sarah, I love a scripture that says obedience is better than what? Sacrifice. If you obey these five rules, you would enjoy remarkable settlement this year. Lift your hands to God and say, Lord, give me strength. Strength to obey you, Lord. Strength to remember these keys, oh God. Now let us have the prayer back on screen. The prayer for today that was posted. The prayer that was posted today. Can we have it back? The prayer for today. Listen to it. Psalm 118 verse 15a, NIV version. It says, shouts of joy and victory resound in the tent of who? The righteous. Yes, the Lord. This be, yes, Lord, let this be my reality throughout 2022 in Jesus' name. If you desire that all you would experience in the course of this year, throughout to December 31st, shall be shouts of joy and victory and resound. Put your voice into prayer mode right now and say, God, let every event that would envelope me this year, let it produce shouts of joy. Let everything that will happen to me from tonight, uh, let it be shouts of joy and victory. Every area of my life that I have been crying, let it end tonight. Uh, every area of my life that I have been shedding tears, every area of my life that I have they have removed joy from me. Lord, in this meeting, oh God, let from tonight the prophecy of shouts of joy, let it be 
heaven and somebody is not praying, you should be praying for joy. You should be praying for victory. Every battle you have lost in your life, that will be the last battle you will lose. From tonight, you will walk in victory. From tonight, you will walk in joy. From tonight, you will walk in victory. Is somebody praying? Pray a prayer that must be answered. Pray a prayer that God wants to hear. If you desire joy, pray with all your heart. If you have cried enough, he said after you have suffered for a while, no more suffering. Only joy, oh God. No more suffering in my life. No more suffering in my life. Only joy, oh God. No more defeats in my life. Only victory, oh God. No more defeats in my health. Only victory, oh God. No more defeats in my marriage. Only victory, oh God. Father, I will not cry over finance again. Only joy would I experience in my finance. No more defeats in my financial life. Only victory, oh God. This shall be my experience, oh Lord. Father, I give you praise and glory. Thank you for hearing our prayer. In Jesus' precious name we have prayed. I want you to pray that prayer with your declaration. We read in that scripture. He said he called those things that be not as though they were. Now you are going to shout it from the depth of your heart and say, shouts of joy and victory resound in my house, in my household. One, two, go, shout it now. Shouts of joy and victory resounds in, my, in the tent of the righteous. Thank you, precious father. We take one more prayer point and we leave right now. Isaiah chapter 45 verse 2. Isaiah chapter 45 verse 2. To be the last prayer right now. Isaiah 45 verse 2. Can we quickly have it? He said, I will go before you. Someone say, Amen. He said, if the Lord said we go before us throughout this year, and we make the crooked places what? Straight. And we break what? In pieces, the gates of what? Bronze and cuts the bars of iron. Every limitation you have experienced before now, the Lord is saying he's going to break it. Lift your voice and say, Lord, go before me. Go before me this year, whole Lord, uh, and break every limitation, and break every limitation of bronze, uh, every iron, every gate. Lord, go before me. Father, I give you glory and praise. In Jesus' precious name, we have prayed. If you believe that prayer, say a great amen. If you know the Lord has blessed you tonight, can I hear a better amen? Give Jesus a big hand of praise and have your seat in the presence of your Father. All right, I believe some tired